Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com. Our mission here is Tampa. Tampa is my mission field. I'm a third-generation Tampa native. Tampa is my mission. It is my mission. I do these short-term trips, but I've got a long-term mission trip going on right now. I'm on my mission trip. (laughs) That's the deal. Okay? And so, with that in mind, the resting place has a very specific mission. We've been going over it for three weeks. This is the third week now. And help me out just because it makes me feel like I'm doing my job. That mission is we exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. That's right. Peace to reign in our city. So we know we're doing our job right if peace is the principality over Tampa Bay. If the prince of peace reigns in our city, and city is not, you got to get the paradigm shift here. Cities are not buildings and sidewalks and street corners. I'm looking at the city. You are a city set on a hill. It's not highways and byways. You know, it's the people in the highways and byways. Are you following me? Yeah, your mission should be your neighbor and your coworker. Your mission should be, I'm going to love them so stinking well that they ask why. It is raining. Amen. Amen. So, peace reigning in our city. When I say reign, I mean R-E-I-G-N. But sometimes this stuff happens in the spirit. You say a word, you mean one thing, another thing happens. It's strange, you know? Peace can reign like the clouds reign, but it's only as long as... It can do that, that's fine, but it can't be a a Florida shower, all right? It's got to be a continual flood. Because that verse, let me help you, it says that, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard hashtag. That's not what it says. It says, when the enemy come in, comma, like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. So peace can reign. That's fine. As long as it turns into a flood, a trickle turns into a flood from the throne room out, from the temple out. And you are that temple. Amen. Amen. So very quickly now. I need to talk about the need for peace to reign and the nature of that peace reigning, okay? Are you okay? Can you listen fast? I'm going to give it to you quick. Here it is. Listen, peace is, peace, I need you to define peace differently in your mind because we've got a, a Western mindset idea of peace. It's not biblical peace, guys. Let me help you with biblical peace. Peace is wholeness amidst chaos. Peace is wholeness in the middle of chaos, Peace, when Jesus mentions his peace being given to us, he always ties it to trouble. So wait a minute. I thought you were going to give me peace. That means no trouble. No. Peace doesn't mean no trouble. It means it's no trouble that there's trouble. Let me, tr- let me prove it to you. John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Hallelujah. Did you know Jesus gave you his peace as a gift? Wow, you should open that gift and play with it on Christmas morning, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not as the world gives. Yes, every day is Christmas morning. You got it. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Wait, 
Why would I, why would I need to not let my heart be troubled? You're giving me your peace. Hmm. Maybe because peace is not the absence of chaos. It's wholeness in the midst of chaos. You remember Jesus sleeping in the boat, wind in the waves, all that? Yeah, sleeping in chaos, peace, wholeness. John 16, 33, same little dialogue just a few chapters later. Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Wait a minute, Jesus. You said I will have peace in you. How will I have tribulation and peace? I saw a meme this week. I think it was Gary that posted it. It says, Christian, being a Christian doesn't mean you don't go through things. It, it means it changes how you go through things. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. You need peace to enter chaotic situations and release it. You're supposed to be a peacemaker. All right? Because where there is pain, God raises a peacemaker. You know this verse, Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacekeepers, for they shall... Oh, wait. That's not what it says. Blessed are those who make peace. Think about this. If you're going to go make peace, where do you go to do it? You don't go make peace in peaceful places. <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. That word called literally means recognized. You don't become a son of God because you make peace. You make peace because you're a son of God, son or daughter of God. And people recognize you as one because you made peace. Are you following me? The way people are supposed to know that you're a son or daughter of God is you just brought peace to a chaotic situation. Let's get practical here. Let's get practical. Your house, your home is chaotic. You walk in, it should get peaceful. You're called to the realm of politics. Any Christian in politics should bring peace, not further chaos and division. Just thinking through some examples that might make sense to you. Listen, Jesus in that story, I don't have time to tell the story, but he's in the boat, he's sleeping, and the waves around him. He led those disciples into that storm, guys. He said, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. And then he took a nap, knowing that storm was coming. <laughs> if God leads you into chaos, consider it a compliment. He's raising you up to be a peacemaker. Listen, a lot of times people are following Jesus, obedient, loving the Lord, everything, and chaos happens. And then they start complaining that there's chaos. I followed you here, Lord. I followed you. I obeyed you. I did nothing wrong. They did everything wrong. Why am I falling apart? <laughs> and, and Jesus wakes up and says, where's your faith? These wind, this wind came, and I took a nap so that you would calm the wind. If you're following Christ and you found yourself in chaos, consider it a compliment. He's trusting you to release peace. Now listen, you, you create plenty of chaos on your own. I'm not talking about that. You know, that church sign, hilarious, it says, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes you're the reason. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you didn't do it. You didn't cause it. But you're in it. This is the need for peace to reign in our city. The thing about peace is it's actually wholeness. It's actually oneness. We are in one room right now and online. Hello. Bless you guys online. Uh, we're in one room right now. And if I put a wall down the middle of this room, we would be in two rooms, right? Real tough math there. All right. Real deep stuff. That's the picture of peace is no dividing wall. It's wholeness. It's oneness. 
Peace is everything, nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing divided, nothing divisive. Are you following me? So where there are dividing walls, God wants to raise up a peacemaker to tear them down. He does. Dividing walls of hostility is what Ephesians 2 says. Ephesians 2, 14 through 16. This is talking about Jew and Gentile. Okay, talking about the example of the Jews and everybody else, that dividing wall of the law. We don't have that example today, but I'll give you some examples. Don't worry after this. All right. It says, he himself, Jesus, is our peace. Come on. Don't ask him for peace. Declare he is yours. Don't ask God for peace. You're asking for something that already lives inside of you. Sorry. You're asking for someone who already lives inside of you. God, I need peace. No, you need to recognize the peacemaker inside of you. You need to see the person of peace within you. He himself is our peace. So next time you feel un- lack of peace, you say, Lord Jesus, I should not feel this. Command your emotions to understand that he is your peace. Say, you yourself, Lord, are my peace. I pray, I would pray, God, help me all the time. I say, God, help. And then now I change it. I said, God, you are my help. You are my help. It's a very different prayer. He himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man. Say one. In place of the two, so making peace. Did you hear that? In place of the two, making one. That's what peace looks like. Two becoming one. You have peace with God because you're one with God. The only reason you have peace with God is because he made you one with him. Never said that before. It's really important. You need to hear what I'm saying. Romans 5 says we have peace with God. Because it's being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You know how? You know why that happened? Because you were made one with God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Anyone who belongs to the Lord is one spirit with him. With him, by the way, that, those two English words, not in the Greek. It says anyone who belongs to the Lord is one spirit. No separation, one, co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, in union with him. He died, you died. He was buried, you buried. He raised, you raised. Help us, Lord. Making one new man in place of the two, so making peace. And he might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. So that hostility isn't there, Jew and Gentile. We have some Jewish people in the room today, Messianic Jews and things like that. There's no real hostility. We have actually a Jew and an Arab sitting next to each other right over here. That Jewish lady and that Arab lady are both on the highest level of leadership at this church. (laughs) Have a Jew and an Arab leading a church in the United States. Amen. Yes, and they're women, and they're also on the highest form of leadership. There's a dividing wall of hostility in the church right there. Men versus women, dividing wall of hostility. Race versus race, dividing wall of hostility. Left versus right. Liberal versus conservative, Democrat versus Republican, rich versus poor. Come on, this, these are dividing walls of hostility that God wants to raise up our peacemaker and to tear down. What we're doing is avoiding it. We are keeping peace. You're actually keeping a peace that doesn't exist because there's still division. Are you? We need to change a paradigm about what peace is. There's a few more. Pro-Trump versus anti-Trump. 
Pretty hostile. It's going to get worse. Vegan versus meat eaters. Oh, y'all don't know, apparently. That's actually a hostile environment. Here's one. Vaccination versus anti-vaccination. He did not say that. Yes, I did. Any us versus them paradigm is something God wants to tear down. Even this one. Even this one. The resting place versus your old church. John Gray, he's an amazing pastor who used to work for Joel Osteen, and he's black. I'm trying to shake the tree as hard as I can. <laughs> worked, I'll say it slower. African-American pastor who worked for Joel Osteen. I'm going to quote him. We got any runners? Any runners? It's fine. I'll close my eyes for a few seconds. You can run out. I'll stop. I won't even look up. Okay. He says, when we come into Christ, we lay down our culture to pick up the kingdom. So good. When you come into Christ, you lay down your culture, which divides and says us versus them, and you pick up the kingdom. That's so it. Listen, that's the need for peace because peace is division, or lack of peace is division. Okay, a lack of peace is division. Peace is wholeness amidst chaos. You need to get this, okay? This is the need. This is the need. You know when it says he, that the devil is the accuser of the brethren? You know that verse? Anybody? Yeah. Well, the Greek word there is actually the word we get category from. Accuser is the word category. He's the categorizer of the brethren. White, black, left, right, charismatic, not. Finished speakers, not. Finished work, non-finished work, not okay. Not okay. When we come into Christ, we lay down culture to pick up the kingdom. John Gray. Beautiful quote. Love it. That's the need for. I'm out of time, so I'm going to give you the nature of really quickly. Here's the nature. That's the need for because there's dividing walls of hostility and there's chaos all around you. Tampa is number three in the United States for human trafficking. You understand? Top three. Number three. God needs to raise up some peacemakers. Not people who defame and degrade the image of God. I'm praying for the trafficker. Guys, let me help you. Let's get real strategic. If there are no traffickers, I'm praying that every trafficker in Tampa Bay would have a Damascus Road experience and become preachers of the gospel and raise up and be great New Covenant theologians and work at my church. I want some. I'll just not look. You can run. It's okay. Runners. That's the need for. Here's the nature of Danny Silk, great author. He says this, a peacekeeper avoids conflict, but a peacemaker brings heaven to each situation. A peacemaker brings heaven. Peace is not the absence of conflict. I'm going to repeat it. It's wholeness amidst chaos. The word shalom is the word for peace in the Hebrew. And it's, it's a very important word because every letter, did you know this in Hebrew, little Hebrew lesson, put your thinking cap on. Every letter in a Hebrew word, Hebraic word, actually has its own word, has its own three-letter consonant root, 
Okay, no vowels, just a consonant. And those consonants, those, those three-letter words actually have their own definition. So Hebrew started, the language of the entire Old Testament started as pictographic, pictures. Okay? As pictures. And then they used, they used phrases and things like that to bring those pictures into a written language. Are you following me? Okay, so if we walk it all the way back there, I'm not going to get all, I'm not going to detail the whole pictographic thing because I don't have time, but I'm going to break down the four letters that make up shalom, okay? And you can write this down and go study it yourself because shalom is peace. It's, you know, this is the original way to say peace in the language of, of the people of God, right? It's the first letter is shin, S-H-I-N, and that literally means a tooth, a tooth, or to consume or destroy. It also has been translated as the divine presence of God. A tooth? Doesn't sound very peaceful. You mean like biting? Yes. Pictographic would have been a tooth, guys. What's used to consume and destroy things? It's also called the presence of God. (laughs) Our God is an all-consuming fire, right? (laughs) Doesn't sound like peace to me. (laughs) Second letter, Lamed, L-A-M-E-D. It means a shepherd's staff. Or to prod, urge forward, or a leader. Like taking a staff and prodding a little sheep forward. This is the picture of peace. This is the picture of biblical peace. Ow! Oh! You need, to, you need to change your paradigm. You think peace is just like, oh, it's going to be easy. No, no. It's going to get, you're going to get prodded. His rod is going to, you're not moving. You need to be bang. <laughs> Third letter, vav, V-A-V. It's literally a nail, and it means to bind together or join. To bind two things together. And then the last one is mem. It's water. It's the word for water. Or chaos. Or mighty. All right. So hear this. That definition filleted out like that literally means shalom literally means this. The spirit of God that destroys the authorities of chaos. Peace, shalom is the spirit that destroys the authorities of chaos. There's a spirit that is clawing and gnashing its teeth at chaos. It's called the spirit of the living God. There's a spirit called peace that is coming to break down and destroy every dividing wall. This is what the peace of God is meant for. This is what peace is made for. And if you're going to be a peacemaker, you can't be a wimp. Got this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Peace looks more like John the Baptist than John Legend. Lennon, I'll tell you. John Lennon. Nope. Peace looks like eating locusts and wild honey, not bathing, wearing camel's hair and a leather strap, all the unclean animals, and saying to the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. That's peace speaking. I know, I'm messing, I'm messing your definition up. But I'm just taking you back to the original language and to what it is biblically speaking. Peace, biblically speaking, is the spirit that destroys chaos. He himself is our spirit that destroys chaos. 
My spirit that destroys chaos I give you, not as the world gives, but as I give. I say all these things so that in me you would have the spirit that destroys chaos. In this world you will have tribulation. Are these verses making a little more sense now? Oh, imagine that. Lord, help us. (laughs) I want to be someone who destroys chaos. Lord, we want to release your spirit over Tampa Bay to destroy every chaos. Even his wrath is breaking out towards the ungodliness of men, not men themselves. Read your Bible, man. Read it. Romans 3, Romans 2 and 3. It's breaking out towards every form of sin, not every form of sinner. Your Bible doesn't say the wrath of God breaks out towards sinners. It says it breaks out towards every form of sin. Every chaos, every binding thing, every authority that would keep his kids from knowing him and bound by the world's plague of self-actualization and stepping over everyone to get to where you need to be, of setting up us versus them paradigms so that we look good and they look bad and I get the promotion and they don't. I was free. If it's for you, just take it. Just put it in your bank account. Use it later. (laughs) Spirit that destroys the authorities of chaos. Amen? Amen. That's the spirit that resides in you. That's the spirit I'm going to partner with. The kingdom of heaven is advancing violently, and the violent take it by force. It's not violence as the world would suggest, but it is a consuming, like, brazen holiness that doesn't put up with any of this garbage. Like girls getting trafficked right now. Some girls getting sold right now. Right now. If that doesn't do something to the inside of you, you might not understand the mission of this house. It's okay. Just ask the Lord for conviction. Ask him for it. He gives conviction as a gift. Lord, that doesn't convict my heart. Please convict my heart with that. You can ask him for that. Amen? Come on, there are poor people all throughout the city. It's just... This is the mission, lost, found, found free, peace reign. That's the mission. That's who I'm raising up. If you want to do it with me, keep on coming. That's the deal. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com.